Welcome to Soul Sessions with Creative Mind with Deborah Burnt Maldonado and Dr. Rob Maldonado of Creative Mind. Join us each week for an inspiring conversation about personal development based on Jungian philosophy, Eastern spirituality, and social neuroscience. Spend each week with us to explore deep topics in a practical way. Let's begin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Soul Sessions with Creative Mind. I'm Deborah Burt Maldonado, and I'm here with Dr. Rob Maldonado. Great to be here. And we are finally finalizing our series on mental health and what we can do about it. And this episode is the future of mental health. What can we do in the future? What is in store for us to improve the mental health of our society? And uh, before we get started, though, I'd love for you to subscribe to our channel. Click on the button in the corner if you're watching us on YouTube. Subscribe here. Or if you're listening to a podcast service, make sure you click subscribe on your podcast service so you do not miss another episode. <laughs> so we let's review a little bit of where sure. we were at and why where we're going. <laughs> so we talked about children's um, mental health issues. Yeah, and with kids... It- Primarily, the, the main message that we uh, wanted to get across is that we have really good knowledge about brain development, uh, social skills development, just development in general and how we can support kids. And, um, and so we, we have this knowledge. All we need to do is implement it. Yes. And, uh, and then we looked at Women. women's uh, mental health issues. There we see... Again, that if we support women, we support society Mm -hmm. because they create community, they take care of kids, they just build uh, new businesses, new new life, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's an important thing to keep in mind that if we want to help the world, we need to support women. And then the third one is mental health with men and the stigma. I mean, we talked about there's a stigma in mental health just... In, in general, general but yeah. for men it's even worse that they they're less likely to seek treatment or seek help because of the stigma of a man having anxiety or a man being depressed or having some kind of uh, uh, even more serious issue or uh, diagnosis that they don't want to deal with and they often yeah. deal with it through alcohol or drugs or uh, like I said, trying to be successful and, and pushing over their feelings mm-hmm. away uh, or uh, athlete, athletics. You know, using like running or working out to, you know, escape from their mindset and not really dealing and coping with their emotions. So, um, so those those three. But this episode is really about well, what's the future? We have so much information. Like you always tell me, there's so much available. <laughs> we know so much about the mind. We know the brain and the mind and the emotions and. Uh, we have all these tools, and why are we at this state? Why is the world at such a critical state in mental health? Yeah. So we put together this list of uh, projections, uh, kind of uh, recommendations for mm-hmm. future development in in mental health, so that we can start to have the, these conversations Mm. Not only in the mental health community, but in the coaching community, mm-hmm. um, in education, in politics. We need to bring these ideas to the forefront. And, and of course, this is not a comprehensive list, but 
It's a start. <laughs> yeah, it's a start. And we think these these factors are really some of the m- most important ones. Uh, first of all, prevention. Mm. Just like in health, prevention goes a long way in avoiding uh, mental health issues. So lifestyle, we know, is the key to prevention. In other words, we need to help people change their lifestyle, understand how is it that stress, work, uh, family disruptions, uh, health, health issues, all these things play into the mental wellness of people. It's like um, if you don't address it when it's it's small, uh, and then you you kind of push it aside, push it aside, push it aside. It'll get to a critical point. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like with uh, physical health, if you keep eating fats and sugars and then you get a heart attack, maybe we start off sooner and eat healthier and that would prevent that uh, really uh, intense event in the body. So we need to do the same with the mind. How are we creating a lifestyle where we're not stressed out and chronic stress is really very high um, in society it's almost as if we it's a normalization of it especially in america there's this normalization we go to europe and everyone's relaxed and and you're here in, in the u.s i don't know if any of our european <laughs> friends or listeners come to the u.s and you can feel the tension there's just a lot more tension a lot more um needing to to gain success and and uh and have a bigger house than your neighbor or having better furniture or, you know your kids getting the um the awards at school and this competitiveness of you know this exceptionalism and uh, that puts a lot of pressure on people absolutely we, we don't we don't have the same time off that people have overseas it's uh, work 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 uh have two days off and then maybe you'll you know go back to the grind again it's really yeah. uh stressful so how can we change the our work habits how can we change our eating habits how yes. can we really start preventing things um, uh, our life to be more happy and whole bef- so it doesn't reach those critical points. Yes. And one of the uh, kind of uh, optimistic perspectives is that we see a lot of people practicing yoga. Mm-hmm. And yoga has become so popular, not only in the U.S., but around the world, that this is a great uh, sign, right, mm-hmm. that people are paying attention to their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And yoga as a complete system, a complete mind-body system, hits all the marks, right? Mm -hmm. It's talking about diet. It's talking about breath work. It's talking about relaxation, as well as mind-body exercises that, you know, help you relax and, and be flexible and be well in your body. It's an incredible uh way to prevent not only physical illness but mental health mm-hmm. illness as well yes and it gets you in your body we yeah. we live in our heads so much so having some kind of movement uh process that we do uh even meditation to get into our bodies not looking to escape all the time uh that's also uh great um and i think that when we look at it the second point is empowerment we need to change our conversation around mental health and see it less of mental health is only for people that are diagnosed with some kind of disorder Mm. and they need to go get treatment and therapy or medication mental health is wellness it's about 
being in peace with your body, having a peaceful mind, being able to cope with your manage your emotions and not uh, stuff them or let them like fly off on the handle or get angry or dealing with um, anger or your uncomfortable emotions. How do we work with mm. them? And all that is uh, empowerment versus pathologizing. Unless we're the perfect, calm person, there must be something wrong with us. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and that's part of that stigma, right? Mm -hmm. That um, we, we tend to frame mental health issues in the medical model, mm. right? In, or through the medical model, we see it as pathology. That there's a problem and that we need to fix it through mm -hmm. medication, through intervention, uh, through kind of these serious therapies. Now, of course, some people need that, that there's nothing wrong with that. But most of us, right, if we're dealing with stress, if we're dealing with everyday kind of mental health issues like anxiety, and depression before they get to those clinical levels really it's not a pathology it's simply our mind telling us you need to pay attention mm -hmm. you know you need to find a way to relax you need to find a way to approach life in a more open and creative way and i think that it's actually a gift when something doesn't work out in our life to not pathologize it um, i know for me when i first started doing personal development and it was like oh you you're single you must have something broken mm. in you and that's why you don't have that relationship or oh you're not making money you must have some money wound or your inner child needs healing and and it, it's like you, if you don't have the outer successes in life there must be something wrong with you and we have to change that conversation we have to change the conversation from something is wrong with you to oh there's this something that's pointing to something that needs your attention that you have the power to change and empowering people. So I think more people would do personal development if, I mean, even personal development has a stigma. Oh, you're going to that workshop, you know, there's, you're always working on yourself. And what if it's not working on yourself, but what if it's about evolving yourself and growing instead of fixing that fixing mentality? And there's a lot of blending with therapy and personal development where it feels that you're in a, in like, I would go to like a workshop and I'd be like, oh my God, I have to deal with my, forgiving my father again or working on my inner child. And it's just exhausting after a while. And it, it will push people away and discourage people if we, we can approach it in a more empowering way that we're going to get to know ourselves. And the more we know about ourselves, the more control we have over our life. Mm -hmm. And it's an exciting thing to do and creative versus this terrible weight that we have to dig ourselves out of. I like that. Mm -hmm. And then finally, these trends that we see that are very, um, um, they kind of give us hope mm -hmm. that things are moving in the right direction. We see technology taking on um, a very creative role now mm -hmm. because people are accepting more this telehealth model mm -hmm. that you can talk to your physician online, through Zoom, through other modes. Uh, you can talk to your therapist through through the, the computer, so you don't have to go to the office. It um, makes it more accessible. You can get coaching. Mm -hmm. uh, you can learn uh, through at home through your computer. And, and it also means you can reach people, or we can reach people wherever they are. They live in a farm somewhere in mm -hmm. Iowa. No problem. You can build a community if you don't have friends nearby you live in a place where there's not a lot of connection you could 
build a community online now. Yes. And so there's a way for you to connect. And it's just starting because as as technology evolves and, and people embrace this model, it means we'll be able to reach everyone on the planet. No one will be uh, without services. Mm -hmm. If they need it, it'll be there. And they have those apps now, like Calm and, and these meditation apps that you can uh, insight timer. Mm -hmm. I'm on that. My meditations are on that one. And mm -hmm. you can listen to these meditations and it's free for, you know, the free download and you can listen to some breathing exercises. All those things are readily available now to anyone. It doesn't cost any money except for, to have a phone, uh, which we all have. So it's easy to have access now more, much more than ever before. You don't have to wait to go to a yoga class to experience a breathwork uh experience or or even yoga yeah. now is on youtube you can plug in a youtube yoga class and take one at home uh, so technology yeah. is really amazing are you looking for a satisfying career as a life coach if you are seeking a deeper path of training and growth creative mind university offers an icf accredited life coach training program that goes beyond surface positive thinking and into a powerful process of real transformation. You can start your new career as a certified life coach trained in a unique methodology based on Jungian theory, Eastern spirituality, and social neuroscience. Get the tools to become your true self, change your life, and the lives of others. Visit creativemindlife.com, click on apply, and speak with one of our team members today to discuss your future and possibilities of becoming a certified life coach. That's creativemindlife.com. The other trend is psychedelics. Mm. Now, this is exciting. I haven't tried it yet. I think I want to try. <laughs> uh, we're, not, we're not saying go out and yeah, try it, yeah. but uh, educate yourself on it. Um, the research indicates that it has great potential to help people uh, uh, kind of get out of that uh, depression and anxiety. And from a Jungian perspective, what would, like a Jungian coaching perspective, how would you see psychedelics? For someone who is like getting trained as a Jungian coach, they, they wouldn't facilitate it, but how can they, that could be um, understanding yeah. what yeah. happens in those states. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of connections to Jung's work because it, he was looking at shamanism. He was looking at these traditional cultures and what kind of symbols uh, they use in healing and mm. in ritual, uh, uh, ritual enactments of transformation. And the symbols that show up when you do these mm -hmm. type of retreats. You, you see all these symbols and they come from the collective unconscious and understanding what they mean, what they symbolize for you. Very, very powerful. I mean, it's more than just having a high, <laughs> mm -hmm. that you can actually use them for your own personal growth, for your own afterwards. Like It's almost like a heightened dream experience because in the, we know in our dreams we have symbols as well. Yes, the great uh, Swami Vivekananda said that all, all religions have these three factors. They have a philosophy, they have a ritual, and they have a mythology. Mm -hmm. And so uh, plants and and uh, Plant rituals and magical plants, uh, they come from that tradition, that they they have a rich mythology behind it. They're, mm. they're ritualized in that 
um, they're not meant for recreational use. Mm -hmm. In other words, it's not just to have fun or have these uh, uh, mental experiences. They were specifically designed uh, and enacted to help the individual transform their lives. Mm. So it's not just, I want to go and just have this magical experience. We want to use it toward growth. That's right. Mm. And they evolved, uh, the, the, these plants evolved along with humans, and humans evolved along with the plants. Mm. Uh, the reason they're powerful for us is because we have the neurotransmitters or the neuroreceptors for their chemistry mm -hmm. to impact us. And so they're friendly to us in a mm -hmm. sense. They, they, they support us. But again, we need to understand them and we need to uh, use them responsibly, yes. use them uh, in a ritualistic way in the context that they evolved in. Mm -hmm. So that we can really have those transformations. So anyway, the, the research is, is indicating that it's a viable way to help people with their depression, with their addiction, with uh, all kinds of mental health issues. And uh, I think the most uh, amazing thing that's happened since the 90s is coaching. Uh, it started out executive coaching was to, mm. the, the the first out of the out of the gate. Maybe sports coaching has always been around, but this kind of executive coaching, uh, setting goals, working with uh, your mindset, and kind of superficial. But as we uh, it evolves, and um, I think the internet uh, when it started exploding in the '90s, everyone started to share their personal growth stories they they were able to coach and have workshops and courses and so personal development became mm. much more um, accessible to a lot of people like as, again you don't have to wait for that workshop at your wellness center on the weekend you could just plug into a course online and um and the coaching industry is the second fastest growing industry in the u.s and technology is the only one that is succeeding it and it really is um, an alternative to therapy, uh, not to replace therapy. It's for people that are high functioning, and most people are high functioning, and most people just need that preventative. Um, like we talked about, the first point is that coaching can be a prevention of more serious mm -hmm. uh, mental health down the line. If you have a coach, you're not going. You're more likely not to sink down into those. Those darker places, you're going to have someone help motivate you, help be accountable in your life. But and of course, we have to say young and coaching is a little deeper than just setting goals. Uh, young and coaching is a depth coaching model where we go into the unconscious and we really get to the deeper functions of what's driving someone, what's making them make those lifestyle choices that are not positive, what's driving them to be overwhelmed and try to succeed and, you know, burning out. Mm. So we want to work with uh, the whole person when we come to coaching. And, and this depth coaching model is becoming more and more popular. People are tired of the fluff. I hear a lot of people say, I'm tired of the fluff. I want to go deep. And it's just a great sign. Yeah. So there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic about the future as far mm. as mental health uh, goes. Mm -hmm. uh, so again, prevention. We need to enact uh, ways to help people transform their lifestyle. Uh, empowerment instead of pathology. You know, when pathology is appropriate, no problem. But most of us, like you say, we, we just need uh, that empowerment factor. 
to transform our lives mm. to understand that if we're not happy with where we're at, we can change it. Mm-hmm. We have the power to change it. And then these trends in technology, psychedelics, and coaching that are becoming more acceptable. Wellness, yoga, meditation, breath work. People are looking for these natural ways to work with their mind and that are very beneficial and have been around for thousands of years. And we're finally, the modern world is catching up and saying maybe these things have some merit. And so, um, so our advice to you is to ask yourself, again, what are you doing every week? Uh, not, you don't have to do it every day, but think every week you should be doing something for your mental wellness. You should be uh, making sure you're not stressed, taking time for yourself, not just shutting out uh, and on Netflix and just watching <laughs> TV to do stress. Take a walk, do something, uh, what it, meditate, mm-hmm. reach out, find a group, find a coach to help you uh, avoid and take uh, take uh, your mental health very seriously because it will pay off as you get older. When you hit uh, really tragic things in your life, you will be prepared for them um, to mentally prepare to deal with things that are tough in life. And um, and that's our advice. Excellent. All right. Well, I, we hope you enjoyed this series. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our channel here on YouTube and the corner there, click the button. And if you are listening to us on spotify or itunes or other podcast services click subscribe and make sure you receive every episode of soul sessions i'm deborah burt maldonado and robert maldonado we are signing off see you soon take care thank you for joining us and don't forget to subscribe to creative mind soul sessions and join us next week as we explore another deep topic where you can consciously create your life with creative mind soul sessions See you next time.